This is Social Media Simplified, a podcast that takes the guesswork out of using social media to build your audience and increase your exposure on the web. Join us as a social media scholar for exclusive tips, tactics, and strategies to create content, market your brand, and much more. Let's do this. Hey, all of you social media scholars, welcome to Social Media Simplified. I'm your collaboration connoisseur, Lante Tacona. And I'm Nathan Garrett, your digital dynamo. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the five essential emails to keep customers engaged and the key element to boosting your sales. Mm. So Nathan, there's a theory going around that says email marketing is dead. True or false? False. A big F for false. Now, we have talked a lot about messenger marketing, which is becoming the new thing. But email is not dead. People still open their emails. It's just that you have to be a little more creative now on what you need to do to get people to open those emails. Now, today we're going to be specifically talking about a five-day email sequence that I've learned about as a marketer that's very effective after you already grab a customer's information. And from there, you're going to put them into what we call a nurturing sequence. Another name for that is called a soap opera sequence. And so today we're going to be talking about that. Now, this is a five-day email sequence that is essential. It follows specific steps on purpose to keep customers engaged. And that way, by the time you either get on a phone call with them or you introduce a product to them, they already know, like, and trust you. And as you know, people buy from others. They know, like, and trust. Absolutely. And, you know, just to kind of... um harp on that point that email marketing is not dead. I, I actually, um, I don't open a lot of my emails. They're very specific ones that I do. A lot of times, um, they're, it, it, I, I like emails that have nice headings that kind of tell me what, what it is before I even get to the body. So um, I know the headlines are going to be key as we go through the soap opera sequence. Another interesting thing about email is that Unlike social media posts, which you post up one day and it's gone 30 seconds later, um, I actually use my inbox as a, a library, per se. I love to send myself emails or keep emails, or sometimes, you know, I might get a, a sequence of emails, and if I understand what's in the titles, I may not open them today, but, you know, maybe it's a product that I'm looking for. Let's say grills. I'm looking for grills, and I'm getting a lot of emails about grills, but I'm not ready to buy it yet. Two, three months later, I may actually go back into my email and search. Hey, I got some grill deals one time. Let me let me go find those. So being able to search through my emails is also key. So um, I agree with you. Email marketing is false. Yeah, uh, email dead. marketing is dead is false. Not dead. Yeah. But um, but yeah, let's jump into the soap opera sequence. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, about for that. sure. Yeah, this is going to be more of a quick how-to episode, just to give every, give everyone some practical information they can take action on. So really, a soap opera sequence, the reason it's called that is because they use a lot of the same elements that a lot of these daytime soap operas you see on TV use to really capture your attention, keep you engaged, and uh, bring you through basically the journey of the, uh, the seller. Whoever's selling is using their journey to help you relate with them. That's really what it's about. And mm-hmm. people love storytelling, and that's one of the ways we're going to do this here. So. Usually the first email that you send out in this sequence will be introducing you to the seller, whoever's trying to uh, speak with you after maybe you've given over the lead information to them. 
they go and send out this five-day sequence. The first email really is just revealing who they are, their experience, and a little bit about their journey, how they got to this point. So for example, I'm working right now with a window washer. He's a window washer, power washer, and I believe he cleans gutters and decks, and it doesn't sound very sexy, but we, able to, we were able to create an entire soap opera sequence for him. So in the first email, what we really did is we wanna capture their attention, where basically we talk about his experience, how long has he been in business for, what got him to this point, and a little bit about his story and about him really, his family, right? So people can relate with that. And so in that first email, we really provide that information and what makes his business special. And so with his uh, business, they're, they're actually really big on not charging too much and giving lots of quality with their services. And so this gives you a little inside scoop on like, who is this person? We, we call that really, we call that creating an attractive character. Mm. Something that people can relate with. Like, oh, I know this guy. That's not just a business I put my email name and phone number to. This is a real person. This is a real person that has a family and values and wants to provide a good service. Yeah, you see this a lot with um, with commercials on TV, where you know, like the like the Verizon guy who who recently turned Sprint. You know, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you? Hear me? I, the reason why I say that is because I remember him and I associate him with Verizon, right? I'm not even thinking about Verizon; I think about the guy, right? And so, uh, um, the, establishing that that attractive character is key because that sort of plants that seed. In, in your mind and then begins to associate that that character with other other things and um actually I've, uh, now that we've been talking about this for a little bit here I, 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 I've seen a really good soap opera sequence uh, soap opera sequence um, with one of my friends actually um, she was starting a woman empowerment sort of uh, blog per se and before she started jumping into hear all my blogs hear all my great points and tips and stuff like that she started sending out a lot of emails about her personal life, like her family, her, um, you know, her buying her first house, um, her having her first child, and and really it, it allowed me to sort of get to know her. Otherwise, I wouldn't have read it. I, now it's kind of like I'm, I'm getting an update on a real person's life who I can relate to. Oh, by the way, they have this other cool thing that they're doing over here, which I may or may not purchase. Mm -hmm. right? so. Yeah, being able to introduce yourself. It's, it's like a handshake in a way mm. with your customers. It's like this is the first email you're going to receive from me. I know you opted in for this offer maybe, but let, let me tell you a little about myself. Because what's going to happen there is they're going to get to know you as a business, as the seller. And now you already introduced yourself without even actually speaking with them in person or on the phone. Okay, right. So, so what's the first email in the soap opera sequence? What does that look like? Maybe an example. So yeah, like I was saying with this, uh, this power washer, this window cleaner, that's kind of what uh, he's introducing himself as, right? He wants to talk about his experience, what he's been doing, what's his competitive advantage really reveal maybe something, a personal note about himself as far as maybe he likes to go golfing or maybe he likes to go do this. Because it, what it's doing is it's creating this real person for his customers. Mm -hmm. And a good thing to put in that email as well is to start a conversation with them. So as opposed to just sending a one-way uh, email to them, at the very end, ask them, hey, so you know, when did you purchase your home? Or when did, uh, when did you decide that you really wanted to put cleaning your home as a priority? What are some of your 
you know, struggles with that. Maybe you tried in the past and you couldn't get the certain dirt off the side of the house. Mm. I know it seems minute, but some people like that because they can actually engage in the conversation now with this, um, not only are they a seller now, but they're actually a real human they can engage a conversation with. Absolutely. I agree with 100%. I mean, when it comes to promoting or building your brand, you're looking for engagement. And so that's a, a very good way to do that, mm-hmm. introducing yourself on a personal level and then having a call to action afterwards to open up a conversation. Exactly. That call to action is very important because now they're participating in this. And mm-hmm. so the more they participate, the more they invest, and then the more likely they are to pick up the phone when you call them or you, when you want to give them a free quote or whatever it might be. And that's what we're doing with him. We're going to be offering $50 off window cleaning. So that's the, kind of the offer. It's like, but people opt in all the time for offers. But sure. now what you're doing is on the back end, you're getting to know them more on a personal level. Absolutely. Now, I'm actually really curious to know what the next sequence of emails are because, in my mind, that would probably be the one and only email I'd No, no. You want to introduce first, uh, create that attractive character. But next, you can go to two different ways, really. You can start talking more about reasons. That's what we use. We use uh, For service-based businesses, it's really good to talk about reasons, why that business is either better than others or what they do differently or give more reasons why they should hire you. It's like, well, you know, we actually, what we use for this is uh, we talk about hiring a exterior cleaner, right? Or a window cleaner, power washer. It saves you a lot of time, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you don't have to worry about doing this on the weekends. Now you can actually spend more time with your family. So we're actually touching on that emotional pain point there because it does take a while to clean a home on the weekends. Absolutely. And so uh, it's like equipment and the right equipment and doing the right, the right job. I mean, it's not easy. So that's one of the reasons we came in there and we're like, okay, on the second email, we can talk more about his uh, a struggle to start a business, but this audience is more concerned about, I want this end product. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about the three top reasons to hire an exterior cleaner. Okay, so you're pr- pretty much um, elaborating on the reasons why that this is important and sort of reaffirming your audience yeah. that, that this is a good decision and here's some factual things yeah. to consider. For service-based businesses, that's really good. Now, if you're a coach or a consultant, you wouldn't go that route as far as why you should hire me. Instead, you would go a different route where we call that uh, introducing conflict, introducing some sort of personal setback that this person had. And then later on, you're going to talk about how they overcame it. Okay. And so that's a little different route. And so there's two different ways you can really go with soap opera sequences. But with service-based businesses, what I specialize in, you definitely want to talk more about kind of give them more reasons on why they should hire you because there's a lot of competition out there. What makes them unique? Would you say that this is uh, applicable to also products? I know we're talking about service, but you know, let's say uh, I I, I was working with a a friend of mine who who started a a new kitchen appliance, Mm -hmm. coffee maker, right? Mm -hmm. And so the second email is probably where we're talking about the reasons why you'd need the product and then some factual, maybe some environmentally friendly conscious uh, sort of like issues or things like that mm-hmm. that uh, can sort of address the, the purpose and the, and the need for, for this product. Definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, when it comes to a product as well, you want to make sure you, you do set down what makes your product different, why are you unique, 
what value you can provide with that product and just give them more information about it because what you're doing really is you're getting them to be more uh i guess you could say aware of what this product has to offer what benefits really is there that's the second email just making sure they know more about this product i'm i'm still very curious because we have three more of these to go i'm 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 done at this point yeah (laughs) yeah imagine i'm like softly like introducing you to this brand that's kind of what's happening here it's 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 called yeah it's a nurturing sequence you nurture that customer when the price point is higher usually that nurturing phase has to be a lot longer Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be five days but five days is a good uh round number because you can uh, as you'll see in a sec there's a lot more emails that need to be introduced to get them to that buying stage. In the in the headlines of these emails, are you calling it video number one of five? So mm-hmm. they know there's five coming? Not a video, so I'll, oh, I'll, sorry, I'll yeah, give you some examples here. I'm yeah. looking at my computer right now, but I can give you some examples of what types of uh, subject headers we use. So the first email is uh, basically it's gonna be action-based. So let me read it here. Action required, this company requires you to, or it says needs you to do this thing. And so they're like, oh, I remember that. I opted in off Facebook. I remember I put my info down. What does this mean? I got to do something now. Action oh, required. Okay. So they open it and they're like, now you can introduce your, uh, them to your brand. They've opened it now. And at the very end, it's like, hey, remember to get your free quote. Or remember to download your free you know, $50 Pamphlet. off mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. So you want to get their attention right away. I send that right as soon as they opt in for it. So when okay. they go to their email later, it's fresh on their mind. So is this um, uh, really an email that follows up your thank you for opting in? Or is this the thank this you This is the thank in? you. All right. This is the thank you. Yeah, I don't use that anymore because action required is great. And I can just uh, consolidate both those emails into one. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, subject headers are definitely important. I would say another thing that's really important as well um, is to have what they call that preview text, mm-hmm. you know, where you basically, the preview text might not be the first couple sentences of your email. You have software now that gives you three different ways to do it where you can do a subject line, preview text, and the body of the message. Mm-hmm. So now my preview text usually is in the first few words of the body. It's usually just a whole nother uh, thing to grab their attention, right? Nice. So remember that when you're writing emails, it's like you there's software now where you can actually take advantage of preview text. So when people are scrolling through their inbox, the first few words there, you want to make sure it jumps off the page. Fantastic. And I'm assuming that we can maybe contact you at NathanGarrett.net to find mm. out a little bit more about those oh, softwares yeah. and resources. Oh, yeah. I got plenty of them, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, And so now, for again, for service-based businesses, it's different from consultants and coaches. We're going to be talking mainly about service-based, but soap opera sequences do vary based on the business. For service-based, like I said, the first one you want to introduce the business, how long they how long they've been doing um, their craft, some competitive advantages, what they do differently, and then start a conversation with that customer. The second email was more about giving some reasons why they should take action on this offer. Like maybe it saves them time. Maybe that business offers a guarantee that no other business does offer. Mm -hmm. So that gets them to get into that action mode. It's like, okay, wow, this really is beneficial if I took advantage of this offer. Okay. The third email I like to do is I like to introduce a testimonial. So a past review, right? Someone that had a good experience with that business. And that's what I do with this. Um, The subject header I use for the third email is, I wanted to make sure you saw this. Like, dear first name, I want to make sure you saw this. And then like, okay, I remember this guy, he's the power washer guy. Okay, Mm -hmm. what do I need to see? 
and they click on it and then it's like a basically it talks about I know that it can be annoying dealing with other uh, companies that maybe they're not reliable maybe they don't do a good job I want to show you what this lady had to say or this man had to say about our services right and I put in a little testimonial so you're really trying to build credibility in that uh, third email but not doing it yourself by literally using what other people are saying about your business which is which is a great way to establish credibility uh, what would you recommend for um, somebody who may not have uh, used the service let's say it's brand new mm. right in that third email um, what kind of things could you put in there mm. rather than uh, I've used your service mm -hmm. would it be more of um, let's say social media posts or contacts, like maybe people who say, hey, I love this idea kind of thing, or what mm. would you say? That'd be a good one for the third, because uh, again, the third one is really about establishing credibility and making sure that you are good at what you do. Social proof is the first thing you could think of. That'd be the best thing to do. But if you don't have that yet, maybe link them to like a video you created or a piece of content, right? It's like, oh, well, they're talking about this over here. That's another way to establish credibility and give value. Yeah, seems like the key in, in, in the sequence so far is, is really to be providing enough information that really gets your message across, but not giving it all away in one hit. Right. Mm -hmm. That's you right. Keep them coming back. And you don't want long emails. These are pretty short because people don't have time to read emails anymore. That's just what it is. And the open rates are getting lower, which is unfortunate, but you can still reach your audience through email. And so you want to make sure that it is concise. And that's why we do spread it out over a series of emails so they're not bombarded and they don't yeah. feel like they have to read a novel, right? You know, this reminds me of, um, um, yeah, several years back, uh, R. Kelly, an R&B singer. He... Um, he had a, a really interesting, and actually even Michael Jackson, but he, R. Kelly had a really interesting sequence um, called Trapped in the Closet. It was kind of like a parody where he'd sing a song and like tell a story, but he would always leave like this cliffhanger. And you're like, wow, what happens next kind of thing. So it seems like that same alignment is in these emails. Maybe not to that degree. Not to that degree. You're telling a story. But you are, yeah. And, you, and you, you're leaving a little bit more for them to come back and... and engage with you and then sometimes if you do it if you do it effectively yeah people do they can't wait to read the next one mm. which is what you want right? right and again for service-based businesses what I specialize in you don't need that as much and we might have another episode uh, on soap opera sequences for different types of industries because they do vary and with consultants and coaches man you you really want to capture their attention and yes leave a lot of cliffhangers because they're trying to really get to know you. It's not just a cheap service, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're investing in a coach, which can be a lot of money sometimes. Absolutely, and you wanna make sure that that person, again, is credible and, and, and does have results, right? Before you start oh, yeah. you know, take a, you're taking out your wallet, right? Yeah, so moving on to the fourth one here. Uh, this, for a service-based business, really this is just, uh, it's more of a reminder. It's like, hey, um, we basically don't want you to miss out on this. This is a this is the opportunity still on the table. It's still here. Give a few more benefits of that opportunity if it's going to be like $50 off window cleaning whatever it might be. But you want to still let them know, "Hey, we're still here. You can still take us up on this offer." It's like a gentle nudge or a gentle reminder. So it's kind of the concise version of the second email, right? Where you're providing your value and your facts and your competitive edge, your differentiating, you know, attributes. But you're, it's it's reminding them of those attributes, right? That's exactly point. right. Yeah. Okay. And these are the the. Do you want to reiterate the same benefits, or do you want to have new ones? 
New benefits. New benefits. Yeah, you, you're basically, if they haven't taken you up on this offer yet, then they're still on the fence about it. So you want to give them more reasons. It's like, hey, there's still this that can help you. This can help you as well. Just remember, you know, this isn't going to last long. This offer is expiring. One of the things that um, that uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on is um, throughout this soap opera sequence, in, in let's say the second email where you, you're providing that discount, that $50 off, um, you also don't want to make sure, you also want to make sure that you don't, or do you want to make sure that the people who opt in and do what you want and maybe sign up for your services by second email get the third and fourth one? Do, do, do you mm. want them to get those ones? Or mm. are you sort of filtering out people as you go? Uh, I don't filter them out as we go. I mean, it's a basic lead uh, collection system where uh, pretty much you grab their info and I just throw everyone in that email sequence. As far as people that have taken him up on the offer, unfortunately with lead gen and service-based, there's a, there's a disconnect as soon as I capture the lead. He gets all the information. He contacts them with their, you know, because I give him his, their name, email, phone number. But they're all going to be thrown in that sequence. Now, if it's a bigger company or a different type of industry that might need that type of segmentation on the back end, it can be done. But for this purpose, nah. Okay. You don't all need right. To. All right. So we've talked about four emails now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to try to reiterate. The first one is introducing your yourself, your story, and kind of building that um, that attractive character and, and personality. Then the second email is more so about uh, reiterating your your brand, your your benefits, your competitive edge, and and reminding them of the uh, of the offer that you're providing. The third one, you want to go in a little bit more. Um, in depth and provide uh, testimonials to start to build your credibility. Um, and if, if you don't necessarily have social proof at this stage in your business, uh, potentially adding in a, a video of your business and maybe kind of giving a little bit more context to it would be the way to or go. Or other there, piece right? of content to establish or to, position yourself as an expert. Okay. And then the, the fourth one is now the nudge where you're reiterating the benefits of your business. Uh, but you want to provide uh, different benefits than in the second email. That's right. right. They're still on the fence, so you definitely want to give them some more reasons why they should hire you. Right. Okay, so what's the fifth one? The Grand Slam. The Grand Slam uh, with a service-based business, it really is, hey, today's the last day. Like, we just want to let you know, like, it's, it's time to take us up on this offer or not because it is expiring today. So it's really that last thing. It's like, hey... Uh, we've told you about who we are, we've given you testimonials, reasons, benefits, and now is your chance to act. And so obviously in marketing, the two biggest pillars of really to get people to act are urgency and scarcity. And so you definitely want to employ that in some way here. We do a lot of urgency, hey, last day, last day, last day to do this. So go ahead and take us up on that offer. Uh, if you don't take us up today, this offer has expired and you won't be eligible to uh, you know, get 50 bucks off you know, your window cleaning. Would you say that that fifth email um, should be more of a hard sell, or is it still a soft, hey, you know, we're still here, if you don't get it, then it's gone, or how, how pushy are you in this, in this last email? I wouldn't email? say I'm pushy per se, but I'm definitely making sure that they have that sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh wow, today is the last day, I okay, I've been meaning to do this, I've learned a lot about his company. You know how people, the buying cycle, I've learned a lot about them. Oh, wow, I remember that email the other day. I like that email. Oh, wow, today is the last day. Okay, I really have to act on this now because if I don't, 
you know, I won't get 50 bucks off and I won't get this, uh, the company I've learned about, the really professional window cleaners that everyone likes, I won't get access to them. You know, I have to pay full price for their services. Right. And so I'm assuming in that last email where you're starting to put the, the time bound um, restrictions on, on the offer, um, this is the first time you're introducing the time constraints to your audience, right? I can see that introducing that too early might give people a reason to procrastinate. So, all right, well, I have a week then to think about it if you say it really early. So this last email is where you're introducing now this this last day or, or you know this last time frame to, to exactly that offer. Yeah, now is the time now and there's no later. You mm-hmm. have to do it now. So that's pretty much it for a soap opera sequence. Again, this is more specific for service-based industries, but a lot of these elements can be employed um, across different industries. Maybe later on we'll do another episode where we talk about uh, what consultants and coaches can do because that's usually a whole nother sequence. It's more about them and introducing their story, their journey. They might have gone through conflict. Uh, they might have hit a low point. Then they had an epiphany moment that really solved the, uh, their pain point, which Usually the consultants or the coach's pain point is their audience pain point. And that's why it's really good to introduce them to that. Yeah, so really to recap these five emails, first one, really introduce the business, what quality you can bring, competitive advantage, your experience, and get them uh, engaged. So you wanna ask your audience a question. Maybe they can reply to that email and tell them about maybe their their new home they got or maybe they're hosting an event and they really need to get their house cleaned for this example. The second one is really giving some reasons and benefits of why they should take you up on this offer. I usually do about three to seven reasons why and they can read through that and they might not read through all of it but it really helps them understand more okay this is interesting okay I didn't know you could uh, do this with maybe cleaning a home or I, I didn't know how much time I could really save by doing this. The third one is talking about testimonials, past customers that had great experiences with you, or maybe introducing a piece of valuable content that can position you as an expert. The fourth one is giving them that nudge, saying, hey, you know, this offer, uh, it's still here for you to take advantage of. We just wanna let you know that. So, you know, give them a link and maybe a few more benefits of that offer. And then lastly, really putting in that urgency and scarcity saying, hey, you gotta act now. There's no more days left. Today is the last day for this offer, so make sure you take action today. Nathan, you've given us uh, some really valuable information here, and and I just want to encourage the audience here that you know if if you are not necessarily um, using email marketing as a as a key component of your business, um, definitely consider applying this. And and if you're not doing it at all in general, but you know somebody. Wiz, make sure you share this episode because this is one of, of great value. And, and again, email marketing is not dead. Um, it's a very, very important key when it comes to marketing online um, as compared to, you know, passing out flyers and things of that nature. So please uh, share this episode. I know I'm going to be using these tactics for my business as well. Right. So on the next episode, we're going to be talking about the best ways to land a job interview. And surprise, it's not through applying online. <laughs> I'm Lante Tacona, your collaboration connoisseur. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at L-A-N-T-E-I. And I'm Nathan Garrett, your digital dynamo. You can find me at NathanGarrett.net. All right. Till next time.